everyone. Welcome to episode number 64 of 1868 Weekly. We come to you as humble victors for the first time in Reno 1868 FC history. You're listening or watching to 1868 Weekly. I am your host, John Macaluso. Today joined by Matthew Rafferty. Matt, how the heck are you, man? Hello. I am good. Good. Uh, can't complain, man. We got to win. Yeah, right. I'm I'm still very happy about that. Brad Polanski sitting there rolling with the awesome scarf while he has a new edition. We'll talk about that momentarily. Brad, how are you today? I'm not humble. We beat an MLS <laughs> two team. Woo! As an MLS kind of two team. Woo! <laughs> not humble Brad Polanski, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. So we already have a few viewers who are commenting. We just barely started the show. So let's say let's say hey to some of these viewers. We've got Harry Austin, our resident, uh, our favorite resident San Antonio FC fan. Hello, Harry. It's good having you back. We've also got Carrie Gleedle. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> there, there, a little bit of a, a pause there, a little awkward. Uh, also, Mr. Andrew Morins. How you doing, Andrew? What's up, all you guys? Thanks for joining us so early today. Good to have you guys on this uh, actually pretty beautiful Tuesday here in the biggest little city. A whole lot of sky when I look outside. Not too cool and not too warm. I liked I liked the weather today, guys. What do you think? It's been pretty good. I've yeah. been into it. And I, I bring that up now because it will be a little less pleasant come a Saturday. We're expecting a storm, I believe, and temperatures are, are going to drop a little bit. But we're, we're not worried about that. We can handle these cold temperatures. We've seen it before with our Reno 1868 FC squad. All right, so let's talk about what's on the docket. We're going to talk a little bit about the new addition to Brad's wall. And uh, and part of me wants to throw Brad under the bus for this new edition, <laughs> which is why I brought it up. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about the match that happened last Friday. Kind of a weird day. I thought that the turnout at the watch party was pretty solid, though. So we'll talk a minute about that. We're going to talk about the team's performance. I think that'll be, that'll be an interesting conversation um, amongst we three. And hopefully you guys are going to join that as well. And then I think we'll probably talk about the upcoming match right i mean against oklahoma city should be a good one our obviously our home opener we're all very excited about that i'm ready to get sick as is tradition uh hopefully it's not coronavirus sick uh cross your fingers for me <laughs> i'm just i'm just kidding that's that's poor humor but uh yeah let's go ahead and dive right into it first i want to throw it to brad i want i want to talk a little bit about your new scarf you're gonna have to you know what we have we also have a where in northern Nevada is Matt Rafferty. So we're gonna go ahead and have Matt guess, since I already guessed and lost, which new scarf is part of Brad's wall. Which, which new, new scarf? scarf? Hmm. So just a little bit of a cheat, uh, because this was my guess and it was incorrect, but it should help you out a little bit, Matt. I guessed that blue San Jose Earthquakes scarf with the skyline. I like that scarf a lot. It looks really solid. But that is mm. not a new scarf. What we got? I do appreciate that because that's what I was going to guess. Uh, <laughs> now, it, no, that's got too many signatures on it. Hold on. Let me see what, which one I'm wearing. Let me see how it compares to that one. Uh, is it the one right above the uh, the home scarf? The is 2020 it? founding member scarf? Aha. Yeah, that one. Nope. Dang. It Ooh. is this one. What the heck? I was wondering if it was going to be that one, but that? I was like, uh, no, no. That, you, that like, one that, that used to be the Polish national team. Now it is my home state, the state I was born in. The team I followed when I was a kid, although rebranded to North Carolina FC. That is that scarf. It, you can hate me all you want for it, but I have always said that I support one team from the East and one team from the West. And if you don't like it, well, I don't Weird. Care. Well, I appreciate your conviction. <laughs> I still think it's wrong, but I, I can commend it at least. They'll never play each other. North Carolina will never make the finals. All right, before we get into where in Northern Nevada is Matt Rafferty, I want to point out a second Gleedle who has joined the chat, Mr. Luke Gleedle. 
How how you doing, Luke? It's good to have you. Thank you for uh, watching the show today and joining in on the conversation. As he put it, another Gleedle has entered the chat. We also have Antonio Gonzalez joining us. How you doing, Antonio? It's uh, I, I I like to say it's great seeing you guys, uh, but it's great hearing from you. I I love an active chat. I love having you guys as part of the conversation. Um, we actually have a few comments. Um, Harry's kind of already talking about this match. Uh, but we'll hold off. Harry, we're going to hold off on that just for a moment because I want to figure out where the heck Matt is today. Um, Antonio is bragging about his scarf collection as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and jump into where in northern Nevada is Matthew Rafferty. I'm sure some of you guys in the comments know. I oh, yeah. I don't remember the exact location of of where the TIFOs are made. Yeah, we'll just call it the the secret undisclosed location of sure. TIFO making. Sure. Okay. Uh, I uh, is I'm I'm excited about the upcoming home opener. We have a we have a TIFO ready to go, and I was just looking through my photos, and that one was kind of towards the top. And I was I've been kind of lazy about taking scenic shots, mm -hmm. so I'll take something else beautiful. And you can see the the shadow of a bunch of previous TIFO, like the King in the North, mm -hmm. the uh, Avengers Los Azules, and. Yeah, a lot of memories burned into that thing. Yeah, that TIFO was, like, the best. I think he was part of, like, the best TIFO, right? Uh, mm -hmm. in, as far as, like, uh, a voting competition is con was concerned. Like, USL yeah. best TIFO of the season. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure it did fairly well. There were there were a few more, I think, that did better, partly because they, had, they have bigger support. I think, like, New Mexico... Um, I think that it was just that one, yeah. Yeah, and and I think that that one was also very meaningful. There's a very meaningful moment. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but but that's all right because this one it was gorgeous, and that is the king in the north, as you can uh, see there on your screen, alongside the wonderful and uh, full bearded Matt Rafferty. I gotta like I don't know the specific location, but it's definitely in Reno, right? Actually, no. Oh, if it's not Reno, then it's got to be in Sparks. Yes. Okay. So uh, I know Brad knows exactly where it is. So Brad, you can. I don't know if you. <laughs> yeah, can I, don't, I don't feel location? like. I don't feel like we need I, to go I'm into. Not okay. Gonna, All right. I'm not going to give up the location. <laughs> I'll take the free point. Uh, I can show up there to prove it, but I don't need to. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. So real quick, I'm going to run through these uh, some of the comments real quick because a lot of people are talking about their scarves for some reason. Uh, we still haven't Soccer. moved on. Yeah, we still haven't Soccer moved on. Soccer fans love that. scars, man. So, uh, let's see. And Antonio kind of bragged about his. Wait till you see my scarf collection. But I think this is the moment where we're kind of gonna we're gonna put the the spotlight on Brad here because uh, our our resident San Antonio fan wants uh, he wants to see a San Antonio FC scarf on that wall, Brad. I told him I would. I have a bunch of uh, I mean, USL teams right look, now. He he. Said, I got Orange County. Wait, where do you? And uh, where is I, Orange County? I have Orange County. Uh, it's kind of hidden. You see this little orange next to the North Carolina scarf on the side? No, that's yeah. Orange County. <laughs> it's a. If you squid just right, take your entire um, wall down. I want to make sure we see it. You, you can see it a little better I can't now. See yeah, it all. You can all I can see, see it, is yeah. shaky camera. So okay, well, you that's so you're gonna and have. And then to I get... also have uh, Fresno, Baytar, Jerusalem. Mm. That Baytar Jerusalem uh, supporters groups sick. for, oh, it is. I love it. Um, supporters groups for both the Reno teams, some more Reno scarves, women's national teams. All right, yeah. so we need you to get a San Antonio FC scarf. That's, I mean, look, we I'll can't say no to our fans, or at least I can make it so that you can't say no to our fans. I need to figure out how a camera works again. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so um, yeah, and then Brad responded with all of his scarves. <laughs> San Antonio on the wall. Uh, Antonio says the ing of the north. The ing in the north. Yes, the ing of the north. And then, um, oh, Harry said he'll send you one. But yeah. you got to DM him on Twitter. Antonio, I'll get one once I go there. It is Trisha for me. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Let's let's move on. Let's start talking about this match. Yeah. So yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah, Reno Reno ended up pulling out this one at uh, three to one win on Friday night. I was able to be a fan, and that was a whole lot of fun. So I lost my voice actually. Um, that a boy. Yeah, and so uh, and also Matt, 
I at some point we like uh we uh we bumped knuckles and I didn't realize it after, but I bruised a, a knuckle on my right hand. Oh geez. No, it's, <laughs> it made me laugh. Actually. I'm like, I didn't even notice that, you know? So it was really an exciting time. It was, it was a very worrisome time in my opinion for uh, at least half the game, maybe a little bit more until we had a, uh, a substitution. And I think that kind of really changed the, the game. What do you guys think about this match on Friday? What do you think, Brad? You want to start or you want me to take it? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it since you don't want to. Um, no, I'm into it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. All right, so I felt like, you know, like as Harry had mentioned in the comments that it was a tale of two halves, uh, you know, plus or minus 20 minutes. Uh, Reno put in a good, good solid 30, 35 minutes, I feel like. Like, they actually looked like themselves for that long towards the end of the game. But uh, I want to say the first 30 minutes or so, it was very tense at the watch party. Very tense. Mm. Uh, a lot of people were yelling at the screen and uh, seemed very frustrated. Uh, it, you know, we have high expectations for this team, especially with as, uh, as strong of an attacking threat as they are. And Reno was sitting back a little bit. They were doing a lot of back passing, trying to play out of the out of the back, like even from from the keeper, like passing it back to Marcinkowski. Got it, like at least a dozen times and in, in I want to say the first 10 minutes they were constantly on their heels and letting Tacoma come into their half and it it didn't look like they were interested in being there until Tacoma scored I right. feel like they did pick it up after that almost making me feel like Ian was letting them feel each other out a little more or maybe playing the long con like oh oh look at how bad we are and then you know like waiting for that explosive moment that never came um, but from there, they got a little more serious. They started stringing together some good passes. They actually got some chances on the goal. Um, Coming into the second half, though, completely different. They came right. out like Ian had just, you know, yelled his face off at them. And they looked like themselves, overlapping runs, great passes, great over-the-shoulder passes. Um, defense was locking down players. That man-to-man defense was looking pretty good. And... Um, I mean, they started racking up goals mm-hmm. and some really pretty ones too. Like from start of of the the uh, the build up to it to the very last finish, just great stuff. And I hope we can get a full ninety minutes like that, you know, coming this weekend. Yeah, Brad, how about you? What are your thoughts? So my first thought has to go back to what Matt was talking about. That first thirty minutes, uh, looked up the stats a little bit afterwards. We had one shot. In the first 30 minutes, it was a header by Jiggy. Uh, but by shot, I mean uh, shot on target. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a header by Jiggy, saved by stop. the keeper. Yeah, that was a good stop. Yeah. Um, that was it. First 30 minutes, and that came in minute 29. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely tail two halves. We went to halftime kind of not feeling all that dumb because the last 15 minutes of the first half was actually somewhat of quality. Um, and then the second half came, and, you know, it just started and you kind of knew that the heat was turned up and uh, some changes were made. They moved Skahan from the back line to the midfield. Um, they were playing more aggressive. They uh, put players that were attacking, attacking. Uh, the defense kind of was ready and not turning the ball over as much. Um, and then ultimately, yeah, Matt said some beautiful goals that we had and uh, the game kind of finally went the way we expected it to um to the point where after it was three to one we all thought my prediction was going to be right that there's no way that you know wasn't going to have a fourth goal (laughs) um i was really expecting that fourth goal but you know there's clearly one person that stood out this match and it was the one person that was hyped up more than anything Mm -hmm. uh and that would be christiana francois yeah uh he has a goal. He has a nice assist. Uh, the goal was a cleanup off a shot by Herzog, but right place, right, right time, puts it in. Pretty great. Uh, the assist was pretty quality, though, um, towards uh, Fuentes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all together, the first fifteen or the first thirty minutes, shaky. Other than that, I'd love to see more of that. And uh, I'm just gonna tell you, um, I was talking to uh, Doug Raftery, the uh, GM, after the game. Don't expect 
the first 30 minutes of any game to go any differently this year. Um, the team's going to do a lot of sitting back and doing a lot of feeling up uh, the other team, see how the other team plays, and then make adjustments at halftime. Yeah. Um, so expect more games like that first one, at least uh, until the first round robin is done. And then uh, hopefully the game comes out the way we expect it to, where Reno's taking control from the beginning. And Matt, we had a conversation about that during the match. Once once they started scoring a couple goals, do you remember? I, I I looked over at you and I'm like, hey, remember? And you brought it up to me actually, and I said, remember this conversation because we're going to bring it up during the podcast. And I mean, I I think Brad like hit the nail right on the head. Um, a whole lot of feeling out, but I know that Matt, you and I also talked about how a l- little bit lacking of chemistry in the first half, and I think. Uh, I think that's kind of exactly what Luke, uh, Mr. Luke Gleedle is saying right here when he says, you know, there's lacking unity in the first half, uh, no real attacking presence. And I, I just feel like the, uh, our midfield could not get the ball where it needed to be as far as, um, as far as the first half is concerned. I feel like the game changed once our, uh, and yes, this is the Sam Gleedle fan show, but I think that the, uh, the game really changed once Sam came in and then it changed even more once Brent came in. And it, it, I think it's just funny, not not funny, haha, funny, interesting that the game really, really changed once those two came in. And I, I think that you know once you have once you have these leaders, these leaders like Sam and these leaders like Brent, people, you know, these guys who played with the team all off season, uh, who do have chemistry with all of these players. Once they come in, it completely changes the composure of the game. All of a sudden, you've got Brent. With uh, Brent had an assist right off the bat, didn't he? Uh, not an assist, but like uh, a second really assist. Good, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Really so, yeah. Uh, impact. He had an impact when he came into the game, and so did Sam. And and so I think that uh, I man, I really wish you know, Luke. You mentioned that you know, uh, no bias, right? Uh, that you want Sam to start. We were expecting that too. I I think the very first shock of the night came when we looked at that starting eleven. And, uh, you know, a lot of players were not used to, uh, I mean, Langsdorf, who was subbed in uh, quite late, I think around the 80th, 85th minute. Uh, I think 90th, more, I think it listed, actually. Yeah, it's way, it was way late. So, and these are players that we thought would, would start the match. And so it's pretty interesting uh, how, how the match went. And I don't think that it's any surprise about the fact that once these guys came in, the match changed completely. I mean absolutely in our favor and it's kind of you got to think you know if if these guys started if you had I mean even we're not looking for huge changes like even if Sam started and maybe opposite Haji and then you've got um and then you've got Brent starting uh you got to wonder if the score how different that score would be I mean I feel like if Brent was starting you wouldn't have that that one from Tacoma you you absolutely have more goals, I think. Yeah, because that that one goal was Reno's defense being on their heels, uh, possibly not even communicating because it looked like once the mark was dropped on that through ball, nobody knew what they were doing. There was absolutely no cohesion. Everyone was just kind of left ball watching, and sure. then there was a shot wide open in the 18. Sure. Um, yeah, it was in the first 20 minutes of the season or 22 minutes or so, I think that's when it was. But, I mean, that uh, that was not a good look to start out the season, right. you know, being, being the first goal of the season uh, in the entire league. Well, I think, I, like, I hate to say it, um, but if there was – if we were playing any other team and we looked like that in the first half – I don't know that it would it would be a pleasant result. I mean, say we still score three, but if we're playing like Phoenix, they they scored six goals this week. I don't know that we're looking at a at a happy uh, at a happy ending for that. I can't. I mean, I think half half the entire West would uh you know would probably pour on some goals. We're lucky it was Tacoma. So, yeah. yeah. And I Phoenix think would have scored four. And that's what I said before the match. I, I mean, I was Roy and I had a conversation about it, about how, hey, you know, the lineup looks a little sketchy, but at least we're playing Tacoma. And I think I said that to a lot of people on Friday. And thankfully, it I mean, it worked out that way. And I hope that um I hope that we 
do see a change in the lineup. You know, uh, you guys, you guys, the viewers, and uh, and you two know I'm a big San Jose fan, but I think you also know I'm very critical of this relationship with San Jose, and I, you know, I I think developing these players are great, but I mean, what about our own players? You know, you guys pay your hard-earned money to go watch these matches, not to watch San Jose players be developed. You're there to watch these awesome players, Brent Richards. You're there to watch Sam Gleedel and Corey Herzog and Francois, and you're ready to watch these guys go out and put out a performance and and really beat down the other team. That's always what it's been about. So I'm, I think we're kind of slowly moving back into that conversation about how we're kind of worried about the effect already. I mean, we're one game into the season. We're already worried about the effect that San Jose is going to have on the look of this team. And Brad, what you were saying about uh, talking to Doug about potentially not seeing any changes uh, coming up for a while in with the first half lineup. I, I don't dig it that I don't, I don't like to hear that. It wasn't the lineup. It's how they played where they sat back a little bit. Um, some other things that we learned that we can definitely share. I feel like um, are some of the players that are from San Jose are here on a three month loan. Um, and I think that that's important to point out that we're going to see a lot of uh, those two players for a bit. Um, and then also, uh, I really liked how the youth played in this game. Uh, Calvillo had a really nice assist, um, on that first Jack Scahan goal. Jack Scahan scored his first professional goal. Yeah. Um, congrats, although, uh, by the way, on that. Yeah. And, uh, and also although, to, to Fuentes. Mm-hmm. Although it was a little lucky, Fuentes scored his first professional sure. goal. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the team, but the team, the youth players that we keep harking on, you know, Calvillo is the first person that I've criticized more than anything. I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, I thought that uh, Lopez had a pretty good game. Um, you know, Skahan once when he was moved off that back line, I thought he settled down and uh, definitely brought some attack that we lacked in the first half because he was on a the right defensive back the whole time. And um, once he got moved up, I was just so happy to see, you know, he was getting through. He had a bunch of different chances. Calvillo had a beautiful through ball. Like uh, we didn't realize who it was. And then I looked up the highlights and it's Calvillo. And it's like, Oh wow. <laughs> um, you know, the one guy I complain about, I feel like more than anybody. Yeah. Um, JT played really well in goal. Um, definitely stopped a couple of chances. Uh, almost another what this one was 15 second goal uh, at the beginning of the game, but he stopped it uh, all together. You know, after the first 30 minutes, I felt every single part of our team stepped up in the way it should have um, minus the turnovers. That's the one thing, you know, I don't mind sitting back for 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I do mind the turnovers that we had at the beginning of the game yeah. and uh, seeing a little bit of that cohesion, hopefully get a little better. Cause you know, once when you had players like Brent come in, uh, you know, the game started looking a lot better for sure. Reno. Many uh, who I, was that? Oh, and Sam. I think. You know, we'll those two. Yeah, I think many of those turnovers were really sketchy. Mm-hmm. Like I, we I, got lucky. I can remember it. It went from you know like this, just casually watching to like this really, really quickly. I think mm-hmm. I cannot tell you guys how many times I had my hands on my head, and uh, so you know that that was really sketchy. Let's catch up on some comments real quick. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so I have a comment. We have a comment from Roy, um, who I think he, who really pays attention to uh, the flow of the game and who point, wants to point out the uh, the impact of Sam and, and Brent. Uh, they forced Tacoma to slide over to respect their speed and skill, opening up the wing for Cheetah, which you absolutely saw. I mean, oh, Francois was so good. I think I, I'd like to. I'm going to get this started a little bit early so you guys can get in your comments. But I want to know who the viewers get uh, man of the matches. So let's get back to that conversation here in a minute. Uh, and then uh, I think it's interesting from Luke uh, saying that uh, apparently Sam thought he was going to start as mm. well. So that's interesting. Um, and uh, let's see. And uh, Antonio commented on the um, having a consistent presence of the new players from San Jose at practice will help, especially long term. That's kind of what you were what we were talking about there, Brad. Where these guys uh, three month loan, you know, they have some time to kind of get some chemistry with the team, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. I don't, I can't imagine that going poorly. Um, 
last year and, you know, well, every year so far, San Jose's kind of just sent people the night before. So here's hoping that them sticking around for these three-month loans at least, you know, help them stick around, get to know the system, get to know the players that they're playing with, and build up some of that chemistry and unity a little bit. Um, And Brad, of course, is bogging down all the comments by responding to all of that, (laughs) even though we're responding to them now. Um, Wait, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. On Roy's comment, though, like, uh, let me get in here. I feel like I've been kind of hanging back for a second. Go for it. All right. So um, we, you guys were talking a bit about uh, how many San Jose players we're getting and the impact they're making. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Roy's comment about that, uh, the impact that uh, that Sam and Brent made yeah. in what I think was actually the prettiest play in the entire game, uh, the one that ended in a uh, Francois goal. It was a Brent over-the-shoulder pass to Sam absolutely perfect like mm-hmm. landed right where he needed to be on sam making a great run making a uh, making a nice little turn and an inch perfect pass to the right into the middle of the field for Corey to try to take a shot unfortunately didn't go in like because he worked hard to get there but francois was just whipping up the wing just ready for it yeah like there was o- there was always somebody following up the shots in the second half and that's what i felt like was lacking in you know some of the uh you know, the, the few chances we got in the first half, but that was a pure Reno goal. It, the entire buildup was our boys. And I think that, you know, like our guys have a really good impact, but that doesn't discount what you said, Brad, about uh, Eric Covillo. Um, if looking at foot mob, the distribution, you know, our, our guys actually did top it. Uh, Tony Alfaro and Thomas Jenjigian were actually the best as far as passes and, and pass percentage like success. But Eric Covillo is the only um, you know non-back that actually was was on that list, and you know he had eighty nine percent pass accuracy. You know, he was he was making it happen, mm-hmm. and you know I we are critical of him here, and we are critical. I feel like you know maybe unfairly, maybe there's a bias more critical of San Jose players, mm-hmm. but excellent job to Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree. All he, right. he had a good game. Yeah, let's continue with these comments. I'm I'm struggling to catch up here. Sure, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I, I was actually just thinking about how we haven't heard from you in a while. So, uh, if, <laughs> oh, thanks. If you ever want to say anything, chime in, guys. Uh, I mean, this is your show, right? <laughs> so, um, let's. Uh, Harry is uh, assuming that T two is going to be really bad. It looks like this year. Uh, Antonio looks like he uh, thinks that we should wait until game ten before getting to that conclusion. I think I think five's good enough. <laughs> I, I I don't really think we need to wait that long. Um, and then yeah, Brad. Uh, Brad, damn it, we we will respond to the comments here. Um, they played Phoenix. Yeah, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty big thing. Of course, you're gonna look bad against Phoenix. <laughs> Asterisk, it's one game. Yeah. So um, let's let me find a a comment that has to do with our conversation here. Uh, Andrew mentioned uh, some information here on Skahan. Uh, drafted by the Earthquakes in January, played for Philadelphia Union's academy team and North Carolina in college, and uh, and he had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good shot there uh, to even out the score in the first half. Yeah, yeah, happy, happy to see these young players score for sure. Um, and then uh, Luke put a little bit more behind the, uh, um, behind Sam. Unfortunately, not starting. So the dude's a starter. I mean, he's got to he's got to be in that lineup, especially opposite Francois. Like we really need that speed. It, it's exactly what I said on the last episode. I, I want speed on the wings, and he's definitely the missing piece right now, in my opinion. So, uh, any final statements, guys? I mean, we, we you know I, I feel like we've been doing our fair share of complaining, if you will. But hey, we came out with a win for a moment. We were. The best team in the USL. Um, what do you guys think? Any any final thoughts on this uh, match? Yeah, it's Tacoma. Yeah, it was a rocky start, but it's still a win. It's the first time we've ever started the season with a win. That's huge. Uh, it's a good sign. And let's ride that momentum, boys. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely. Brad? Um, although we keep complaining about the San Jose players, um, this is the first game where minus that first 30 minutes – I don't think I can complain too much with what we got. Uh, Lopez played well. We have on loan um, 
both Fuentes and Haji. Uh, and I don't think either of them played particularly bad. Uh, Fuentes scored. Haji, I didn't really see much out of um, in his 50-something minutes that he played. Um, but, you know, at least that's alleviating that number one complaint we, we've had for the longest time of we don't know who's coming up most of the time on the day of. There's mm-hmm. still going to be those players we don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think it's perfect, but it's better than what it was. Um, and then once when you had Brent come on uh, for Kevin Partita, once when you had uh, Sam Gleadle come on, uh, you really saw the threat Reno is going to be. And this is, again, a MLS 2 side that has their own unique special stuff. We're kind of in that boat, but it's a win. It's a good win. Uh, three to one. It was convincing. Uh, you know, good, convincing 60 minutes. I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah, I'm going to take a win for sure. I'm, uh, we are off to our best uh, start to a season ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I've Look, I've done my fair share of complaining and talking about the match. So I think we're just going to move on. Let's go ahead and talk about OKC Energy. They are coming off of a loss to the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, two to one loss. I... I have not watched the match yet, but it looked like, uh, as far as the stats are concerned, I mean, OKC had a big uh, advantage as far as possession is concerned, but as far as the rest of the stats go, I mean, they both look pretty similar. Um, have you guys had a chance to watch any highlights or anything from uh, from OKC? No. It's yeah. one of those games that nobody cares about. Yeah, well, here's the <laughs> even thing. If you play them. Even, yeah, even if you did. I mean, what what can you possibly learn in one match? I mean, it's, it really is the same with Reno. Like, we still don't know what to expect quite yet. So, um, we we can talk about them a little bit. Um, although I don't think we we're gonna really go anywhere with it, uh, especially being that the two of us or three of us rather haven't seen uh, anything about this team. So, why don't we go ahead and predict this thing? Yeah. Let's just let's save all three of us some time. Let's save the viewers and listeners some time. Let's just talk about what we're all really here for. And that's predictions, baby. Let's do this. We got we got two predictions already coming in. So let me say those. Give you guys uh, some a moment to stew in on your picks here. Uh, all right. So we got uh, Harry came in just before Luke. So Harry's going to get the advantage here. His pick is Reno 3 OKC Energy 1. He's got... Herzog with the brace, and then he's got Francois with one goal. Hey, Harry, Harry, you picked against Reno last week. I, I got that. I got that message. I actually replied to it, but for some reason, it didn't send. Now he's now he's believing. It looks like guys. Now he's believing. Oh, then we're gonna lose. He's a jinx. <laughs> he's All right, a jinx. so worse than Antonio. <laughs> we, we got a, a three to one win uh in the favor of reno for harry and then uh luke has his uh has his prediction with no uh no biases at all in here guys uh <laughs> if no. more reno players play i say two to zero win you guys are never gonna guess who we picked to score uh <laughs> he's got francois and he's got the man our baby Yoda, Sam Gleedle. I I gotta ask him if he knows that we uh, we often talk to him about him being our baby Yoda. <laughs> and then we'll have to t- we'll have to just go all out and tell Corey that he's our uh, Mandalorian, or no, Brent's our Mandalorian, I think. And then uh, our grizzled no. vet, or is it the other way around? Our grizzled vet is, yeah, is Brent, Brent, and then Corey's our Mandalorian. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Real quick before we go to Andrew's prediction, uh, Luke, we had a we had a uh, a user comment or a, a viewer comment a while back asking who is our uh, Mandalorian, who is our um, grizzled vet, and then who is our baby Yoda. And so we picked Sam Gleedle as our baby Yoda. Absolutely, and then, yeah. And then uh, Brent Richards as our grizzled vet, and then uh, Corey Herzog as our Mandalorian. Although we did have some some weird thing with. Brad saying that uh, the youngin of Corey Herzog is our baby Yoda. That was strange. That's not weird. <laughs> I mean, it just came That's out of it, that was way out of left field. <laughs> so I chose an actual child to be baby Yoda. Okay, to be uh, the child. I mean, that's cool, 
but not part of the team, my friend. All right, let's <laughs> let's go to Andrew's prediction. Uh, he's got three two Reno with uh, Corey also getting the brace two goals, and then uh, he's got Sam Gleedle. Like, look, we're big fans of Sam. I mean, if he starts, he'll score. That's that's how I see it. Uh, Harry, yes, I did. I had the right score, wrong side. Yeah, he had. Look look at this. He had Tacoma beating Reno three to one. That's exactly the kind of response I would expect from that. All right, so um, do you really trust anything he says after that? <laughs> I, I'm look. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your predictions for the San Antonio FC matches, Harry. Probably going to have us losing like ten to zero. Um, Antonio coming in with a three to one win for Reno. He's got Corey Cheetah, and then an own goal. OKC's top scorers right now are Atiba Harris. Oh, and Antonio, Mr. that was my that That's... was my guess. <laughs> I was boy. going to say, uh, 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 Matt and stole it from me. Um, last but not least, so far, uh, we got a lot of predictions this uh, today. Uh, right before we even give ours, thanks, guys. Kerry Gleedle again, no bias. Uh, four to two <laughs> win for Reno. Got Corey with two, Sam with one. And then uh, Foster Langsdorf with one. I love it. I love it. Look, mm-hmm. nobody here is picking against Reno. And this is why I'm going to – I appreciate all of you. You, <laughs> you guys you guys you. know where your allegiances stand. <laughs> and um, we have, I think, more – out of everyone picked to score, of course, I think Corey comes up a lot. Uh, and then I, I think Sam. I, I mean, it looks like people are feeling really, really good about Corey – Francois and, and Sam, which I look, I agree with all of this. So it's time. It's time. What do we think? Let's go. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Pick predictions. Now we go. You big schmo. You big schmo. All right, let's go to Brad. What do you got, Brad? Okay. <laughs> um. So. Antonio stole my prediction, but I think it would be absolutely silly not to still go with it. Um, I'm going to say a, I'm going to say a three to zero victory. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling the defense steps up a little bit. Um, my guesses are going to be uh, an own goal. Uh, I was going to say an own goal. <laughs> I'm still going to say with it. It was funny Stevenson scored an own goal in the first game for. Uh, or uh, Oklahoma City, but in own goal, I'm going to say that um, Corey scores and Cheetah was my pick to score last week, and I was going to choose Cheetah every week mm-hmm. until he scored. <laughs> right, you are. Oh. I'm going to say I have to choose a new person. Oh, that person okay. is going to be a surprise. It's Haji. Haji's mm. going to score this week. Um, I think he's had a couple weeks to really orient with the team. Um, Haji is going to score this week and the corner of my eye. I see I'm not the only one that chose Haji this week. Roy just chose Haji. So Haji's going to score. It's going to be amazing. All right. For the record, we are on a little bit of a delay. So he sent that in probably right before you started talking about Haji. So, Oh no, right after, like literally it went corner of my eye. Well, no, That's why I'm saying we're on a delay. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's probably um, a slow typer, you know. It's okay. So, it so Roy didn't up. cheat. <laughs> not that, <laughs> no, he not didn't. that it mattered. Uh, all right, speaking of Roy, we'll go ahead and throw out his prediction. So Roy's got a 4-1 to one win for Reno. Haji, Sam, Cheetah, and an own goal. CJ Cochran. Mr. Own goal is popular. Yeah, he, he sure is. All right, uh, Matt, who you got? All right. Uh, speaking of popular players, uh, I'm going to pick a selection of scores that a lot of people have picked, but no one has picked the combination of. So it's going to be a three. Well, there's too many three ones. Um, three nothing. Let's go with three okay. nothing. All right. Cool. Same. Same. All right. So, oh, no. Damn it. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be Corey, okay. Francois, and Sammy Gleadle. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's really, let's let's weird that nobody's picked that trio. No, so I'm swooping up to pick that. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh... Yeah, look, I'm not confident enough to go with the own goal. <laughs> and uh, look, I also want to go for the three-one, 
Like, I feel like Reno's going to score a lot. But I, f- I feel like we're also going to concede one. I'm not 100% confident on, uh, on our ball retention right now and giving up the ball in really awful locations. Uh, so uh, I got to go with something different, right? I mean, I have – so I wanted to go 3-1, but it seems like everyone and uh, everyone and their mothers are going for a 3-1 win, right? <laughs> Should I follow with? Should I follow Roy on that four-one victory? Yeah, we're gonna follow. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat, Roy. I'm gonna follow you, but I'm not going to pick your scorers. I'm gonna pick Francois with one. So okay, I picked that one. I think Corey's gonna net two. And then I want Sam to score. I want Sam to start. So I'm going to pick him to score. And last but not least, the man. I chose him a million times last year, and he never scored when I picked him, but he always scored when I didn't. Brent Richards. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the only one who picks Brent Richards. Yeah, I like that curveball. I think that uh, he does you know, surprise us every now and then with that little goal. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that so, is, that might be a week. Uh, we'll see what happens. Let's real quick. Let's talk about this weather. We kind of did a little bit earlier, and this way we're kind of giving uh, a little bit of a forewarning to those who are going to be there because it's going to be a little chilly. Um, I'm thinking like uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head about 42 degrees, right? Maybe a little bit warmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we are expecting a storm this weekend. So, and as is tradition in my case, I get sick every single season opener. Guys, there has not been a year that I've covered Reno 1868 FC where I have not gotten sick on the season opener. So I'm really scared. Um, I, like, I remember last year, uh, guys, I doped up on vitamin C right before the match, and I still got super sick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the weather, it's, so to answer your question, Harry, uh, it's going to be a little bit chilly. And I think, in, I think chilly works for this team, and I think it always has. So I, I'd like to pull out a statistic of like how many matches, how many cold matches Reno has won versus how many they've lost. That may be. I, what's up? I only remember one cold match, and it was a not so fun showing against Colorado Springs, and I think it was oh, the opener right. two, three years ago, three yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure I got sick. <laughs> Oh yeah, that one time I got sick. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. the the one of one of the last three or four times I've gotten sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everyone, do me a favor, cross your fingers that I don't get super sick, because you know that's that sucks. It's always worth it. That's see, that's the crazy part. It's always worth it. Season openers. That's it. Oh, we got our predictions and we got a lot of predictions in today, guys. Thank you. We, we yeah, appreciate awesome. it. Yes, we appreciate it. And we also gave ours. So for those who were listening to the podcast or maybe watching this at a later time, drop your – I was asked where people can send their predictions, and, and the answer is anywhere. If you want to drop them in SoundCloud, drop them down here in the comments, um, whether this is during this live stream right now or not, drop it in YouTube. We'll see it. Also, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram – Send it to any of the three of us, and we'll definitely include it. Mm-hmm. The prediction game is fun. It seems like people enjoy it since we're always getting predictions. More so this year so far. I think today we got more predictions just in the live show than we have you know, at all last year. So keep them coming. Let's do this. Uh, I, I am the reigning uh, champion, and and I'm sure Matt really need, wants to get back at me because uh, he, he, he looked like he was about to win it, and then I came out of nowhere. Also, Roy came out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, Roy is starting to catch like up. <laughs> somebody last week predicted three to one in the uh, live stream comments, and I went to go look back at it, and uh, you don't see live stream yeah. comments afterwards. So I have taken the time, and I have just copied down everybody who has since uh, today posted. I have your prediction so that it will mm. show up. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, guys. There, as far as I know, there was no winner last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Right. We're just gonna so... say no winner. Is the test. Well, yeah, we're going to say no winner for now, but uh, since Brad thinks that we may have had someone guess three to one last week, I'll go ahead and listen to the last week's show just to make sure. Because I, I definitely don't want one of you guys, if one of you guys was right, 
I'm not gonna I'm not going to deny yeah. you that win. So. I feel like that's just a very common prediction, three to one. I mean, how many people this week? I know. I know. One? See, that's why it sucks, is because I feel th- three to one, but I don't want to be the same as everyone else. You know, choose different scorers so, or split a point. <laughs> I mean, look, everyone's picking Sam, everyone's picking Francois, and everyone's picking Gory. Those are the three I would have picked. Makes sense. In fact, I still picked those three. None of only one of those three scored uh, last week. The other two were rookies and or rookie and uh, look, teenager. I want you to look Corey. right into the camera. <laughs> I want you to look right in the camera right now, Brad, and tell people that you don't expect Corey to score. I am not a wizard. <laughs> I have no idea who is going to score. Yeah, but if you're gonna. But I didn't hear that a Corey can score or yeah. Corey will score. I mean, that. <laughs> I predicted Corey to score this week. <laughs> I'm not a week. wizard. <laughs> All right. I uh, predicted twice last week. You're right. So Andrew's uh, Andrew clarified on the Saturday forecast a uh, high 50, low 32. So I so in that case, I definitely expect it to be in the 40s. For for the match, partly cloudy and windy. Again, we are expecting a storm. So if you guys are going to be there. Dress up and, uh, you know, uh, don't get sick. <laughs> that that That's the main thing. Don't get sick. Um, snow's not expected until late uh, Saturday night, and this is all um, according to Andrew. Andrew, thank you for looking this up. So hopefully we get it later. I don't want it snowing during the match. It's going to be cold regardless. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be cold. So just prepare for that. Um, it's going to be fun, man. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready to whip out my camera. I'm going to wear gloves this time so my hands don't freeze. That's partially why I think I get sick. <laughs> um, oh, what else are we going to talk about, guys? Let me, I got let me, stuff. Let me check Tom. Oh, yeah, I know you got, got stuff. I know you we all always got stuff. All right. Um, I got one for you real Before, quick. Please. You say that. All right. We are about 51 minutes in, which means Oof. we're probably actually about 47-ish in. So, you're on the time limit, Brad, but you can go. Happy birthday, Kevin Partito. Hey. hey, that's literally it. That's okay. the one thing I had to say there. And I'm closing that tab. But yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. We always do that to each other. Oh, so Harry brought something up I really wanted to talk about. You can talk about that. Yeah. Um, I do have an answer for that, too. But, uh, Harry, it's interesting that you say not for air because this is totally something I've been wanting to talk about on air. The Nets are awful, awful, awful. And here's the thing, Matt. They're awful for soccer, and they're awful for baseball. Uh, Yeah, but, you know, reactive for fan safety's sake and all that kind of stuff, blah. Um, But, you know, as far as the soccer, you know, when I was in the stands beating on the drum, you have a couple drinks, you kind of look past it. You don't really notice it. It's when I first heard about a net happening and then I walked into the stadium, I was like, oh, that's not as bad. Um, but it's still not that great. They've been looking into every option they can. And from what I understand, it's not going to be there on Saturday. Well, yeah, let, let's hope, right? I mean, uh, I can give you a definitive answer. Give us a definitive answer right now. They will not be there. All right. In my conversation with the GM, they will not be there. Okay. They're looking Perfect. at um, taking them down for every single soccer game the rest of the year. I, Although they will still be up uh, on the dugout side, like past the dugouts. Okay. Yeah. All right. But so, for our section and the sideline, it should be done. Look, uh, like I don't, I don't want to be incentive here. I understand uh, the importance of the safety of people who are watching uh, for baseball. You you often, when you go and watch baseball games, look, you guys know I'm a fan of, I think, just about every sport under the sun, especially, you know, soccer and baseball and football and hockey. Um, I I want these these people to be safe. Nobody wants to worry about getting hit by a foul ball or anything like that. You're not always paying attention at a baseball game. You're lying if you say that you are. You're not watching every, all 100-plus pitches in a baseball game. You're not. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that Greater Nevada Field is taking that into account. And I'm glad, Brad, that they are, uh, they are removing them for soccer. It's, it's just mm-hmm. not the right – it's not the right place for, for that netting, I think. So that's great. Um, and I think I can tough it out for baseball. I mean, I don't like them. 
I, I think I'd rather take the chance of getting hit in the face and enjoy the the game than try to watch flu netting. But um, you know, that's where I, pro baseball's going. What's that? That's where pro baseball's it, going. It is exactly where it's going. There's no stopping that. So hopefully we just stop the pitch clocks, which unfortunately I think that that's just the way it's going to. Pitching is my favorite position in baseball. Oh, and Carrie's making me sad with the Z's. Oh baseball. man, I love baseball. I, I I do, I do. In fact, I'm wearing Nevada simulator. baseball shirt right now. Grass so. growing simulator. <laughs> but, but that's a good thing, John, because support your local college and mm-hmm. professional. Oh, and... for sure. Yeah, as I mean, as an alum, I have to. I still have to support them. It's 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 not cool, man. If I don't, <laughs> but I had this shirt for a really long time. I love baseball, always have, and uh, and probably always will. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, Kerry brought up an interesting point. Something I didn't think about: players can't really interact with the fans after the game. I didn't even think about that part. And you know, the guys the guys will generally go to you guys in the the Battleborn Brigade and and sign some stuff and and shake hands and take pictures with everybody. I didn't even think about that part. So. Um, so yeah, let's all hope that that net's gone. Yeah, you know, yeah, I feel I, like I, it's a better fan experience sure, overall. Sure. And how do you guys? How will you guys uh, like light the smoke bombs and stuff? Like, how does that work? Because uh, aren't they? Aren't the buckets outside on the warning track? Yeah, they, they are. are the capo stand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just pass them through the netting. They're, they're small. Oh, the netting's big enough for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, still, that sounds super, like, inconvenient. Um, a little bit. But, uh, I mean, that uh, I noticed Harry was saying didn't want to interrupt the show. That's a great question to ask about with the nets because, you know, that's happened in a lot of stadiums. You know, El Paso's got a net up. Yeah. And it kind of shocked a lot of people, and some people wanted answers. And uh, I think letting people know that, you know, the information that we know is a good thing. It'll... It, the you know, word might spread and you know draw more people out who didn't really like the net. Yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, again, baseball, cool, soccer, nah. Um, Roy, I'm going to uh, confirm the fact that I read your comment, but I, I'm probably not going to repeat it <laughs> for uh, for that very uh, specific wording there. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, Carrie. Carrie's just breaking my heart here. Uh, does your smoke get 800 degrees like the Rowdies? Can confirm my hands have been burned off multiple times. Either like in Empire where Luke gets his like really realistic like replacements. Yeah. yeah 800 degrees every time. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Let me do another time check. Don't want going too long. I sure. think, Matt, you got time to throw out one thing. One thing? One thing. Oh, and then we got random comments. It was opening uh, weekend. Real oh, quick. So many things. Real quick. You, you, you get to pick one. And, and I can talk to the viewers okay, real okay. quick. And that is, if you guys have anything random you want to add to this conversation, completely random, has nothing to do with anything, this is your opportunity. This is your chance to join our random comments conversation. And Harry, you owe us one, by the way. I don't remember what episode, but it was a while back. <laughs> so, all right, Matt, what's going on? You get one. Okay. So, can I have one that we actually talk about and then rattle off a crap ton of silly things? Yes. Nah, I don't yes. Okay. You okay. Be okay. Fast. So this this one's actually pertinent to Reno. This is this is good stuff. Um, the USL team of the week for week one. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, first professional match for Francois with Reno, and his very first outing, he got on the team of the week. Yes. You know, not even bench we're talking first team so congratulations and to the much deserved much deserved uh next we have uh foot mob uh is very popular soccer app you know with a lot of good stats and they started doing a team of the week for usl mm-hmm. and uh marcos lopez our starting left back with an 8.2 rating on the game ended up on the team um we had some other players that got higher we had eight sevens eight eights but they were in positions that kind of got them, you know, pushed out by mm, other midfielders sure. or forwards. Uh, but congratulations to both of them. You know, that's that's great to really get their names up there right away. Very happy about that. I think last year we had fourteen individual or thirteen individual players on a uh, team of the week. So let's get let's yeah. Get we're off to a good here. start as far as team yeah. of the week's concerned. Uh, I'm trying to think of the order of this. I'm gonna read the, I'm gonna read random comments first. 
And yeah, then we absolutely. Can, and then we can come up with ours. So I think uh, so. Andrew points out that daylight saving is the worst, and I one hundred percent agree. I work at four in the morning, and I lost an hour of sleep. So the government takes my money, and 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 you know does all of these things, and then on top of that, they take away an hour of my day. Why? Why? I'm not a farmer. So can give it back to you uh, after taxes. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say that, Brad? All right, uh, and then um, Harry, he has a 14-hour drive. What is your favorite driving song? My answer is it depends. Uh, you you always for a long drive you always can't go wrong with some ACDC. I listen to albums for long drives. Then I'll just switch. Uh, I'll, I'll give you what I've been listening to lately. Although. As I pointed out to a, uh, a, a fellow podcast, um, I listen to a lot of heavy stuff, guys, so you're probably not going to like it, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. I've been listening to an album from 2007 by The Black Dahlia Murder called Nocturnal. So if you're into some heavy stuff, uh, Harry, and you want to you wanna really push that pedal down into the, to the ground, man, check that, that album out. It's wonderful. Uh, what about you guys? Real quick. Real quick. I would say listen to podcasts. Yeah, listen to 1868 you know, Weekly. Pull, Just, pull there you up, go. Yeah, pull yeah. up a bunch of uh, USL <laughs> podcasts. I know you already listened to a bunch, Harry. You know, what's a couple more? USL show, uh, Fairweather Pod, Orange and Black. So many good ones out there. Yeah, but mostly 1868 mm-hmm. Weekly. Oh, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> he's already Absolutely. listening to this one, though. What about you, Matt? All right. Yeah, I do a lot of spoken word for long, long drives, a lot of stand up. Um, oh. The Rad Radio, local, you know, oh. Reno, Sacramento uh, radio show. Um, and then there's also, uh, you know, podcast, uh, you got omnibus and wait, wait, don't tell me, you know, stuff that's actually kind of interactive and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and then between that, I listen to just about everything, like any genre, if it gets me moving, if it makes me think I like it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, check, check all that stuff out, Harry. That should, hopefully that helps your drive. Well, I, I gave you that warning about black Dahlia murder though. I'm not kidding when I say they're heavy. All right. And then, uh, Carrie, uh, you know, I was really hoping I, I write about the coronavirus every single day, numerous stories every day. And so I was really hoping we were going to be able to avoid it. But I guess with uh, the situation of how of how it is impacting sports, you can't. Yeah, it's got to pop up. Um, so uh, Manchester City versus Arsenal has been canceled. And this is from Kerry again uh, because of the coronavirus uh, as the Olympic Olympiacos uh, <laughs> owner was exposed to it before Arsenal played them midweek. Uh, coronavirus is having a huge impact, especially for Bay Area sports. Uh, the earthquakes will not be uh, will not be playing in front of some crowds, the same as uh, San Jose Sharks. And so, um, you know, uh, California is, in, in, is, is getting in a very heavy lockdown, heavy quarantine state. Uh, luckily, we here in Northern Nevada only have two cases. I think there are two more cases down south. But um, the handling of it, I think, as far as uh, Nevada is concerned, has been fairly good. Let's hope it stays they're that both, way. Yeah, they're yeah. both at their house on self-quarantine. Right. Um, I, and actually, it, it, the story gets a little bit more sketchy because I think we actually have more cases than that because of pe- people just got off the the Queen Princess cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a few more cases now who are also self-quarantined. So, uh, look, it, since we're going to talk about this, I really didn't want to talk about this because I write about it every single day. Um, keep clean. You know, wash your hands. Try not to touch your face a whole lot. I, I've actually been noticing that I touch my face a lot because of my, my wonderful beard. I like stroking it. Like yeah. Yeah, that's um, a problem. And, uh, yeah, most it's, it's very important to wash your hands. And as much as a- antibacterial soap is cool, it won't work. Because this is a virus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just be aware of that. Use real soap. Uh, wash your hands and don't touch other people's faces either. All right. So we've got, uh, yeah, Antonio points out no more Serie A for me. Uh, the season's probably over. I think so as well. Ace of Spades by Motorhead and Roads to Madness. Both solid CDs, Roy. Got some good Radar there. Love. Yeah. Um, good yeah, stuff, Andrew. Daylight Saving Sucks. Radar Love. Um, don't have daylight savings in Arizona. You are lucky. Daylight saving is the worst. Um, 
Another bogged down comment from Brad. Uh, <laughs> yes, on the stand up, anything from John Mullaney? Is that how it's pronounced? Mullaney, yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt, two of my favorite. Uh, you now you're bogging down the comments. What is this? I get one. I get one. <laughs> um, IFTV. Um, I'm assuming that's Italian football TV. Yeah, yeah. It is a recommendation from Antonio. Uh, what about be football Italiano? Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stay away from that comment, Roy. Though I I actually would agree with it. Uh, Menlo College in the Bay Area in the high school, fifty Luke. feet from my school, closed, and mine hasn't. That's that's so interesting. Like all this quarantine stuff is so interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> Harry. Uh, Harry throws in a comment, tells us to watch our damn hands, and I, I agree. I think that's a great way to uh, rattle off our random comments real quick, and then let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, Brad, random comment. Um, well, mine was also uh, going to be about that lovely thing, but I feel like we've talked it to the ground. Yes, no more. Um, please. please. <laughs> what lovely thing? I know I'm not going to bring it up. So now I feel like I'm put on the spot. Which, but I'm worried because I'm worried that I'm going to bring up that lovely thing. I'm a lovely thing is coronavirus. Uh, End of story. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you didn't realize that, that was what I was it was, no, that, that was right, 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 Random comment. Random comment. We're out of time. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> man, well, now I feel like I don't have anything. Uh, actually, no, I do have uh, one. Uh, it's more news and random comment, but – Two new Reno players were signed. Uh, kind of knew about them both from the Meet the Team event. Hmm. Uh, Alex Burkholds and uh, Jared Timmer. Right. Um, that was literally a week ago. I don't feel like we've talked about it last week. I don't week, think we but, did, actually. But, um, you know, both good signings. Uh, Alex played in the last uh, preseason game, um, and we talked about him a little bit. I uh, hope to see him play a little bit more because I thought he played decently well when he got subbed in. All right, Matt, random comment. Random comment. Uh, somebody was kind enough to take their time and make alternate color logos oh, yes. for uh, for the rivalry mm-hmm. teams. And uh, check out this atrocity. Uh, you know, this is obviously <laughs> just for for the the people on YouTube and not audio. Right, but right. Uh, yeah, so you know, it actually makes Vegas's crest look okay. Ours looks like neon vomit. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I find it really funny. If you scroll up, you see that other team on my wall there. Yeah, no one cares. Well, this is not a, a show just, about I that other team, funny. damn it. It's, it's these guys. Not these guys. <laughs> these guys. And the team we play next week or this weekend is below us. No, don't do it. Uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, they're all awful, but all right, ours. Yeah, basically, just, our colors are really good on theirs, but their colors are not really good on ours. Yes. Although I always like the look of black in the Reno logo. Yeah, but I don't like the pink and neon. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just black and white is good. Yeah, I'll yeah. take black and white. Um, all right, guys. My random comment is another traffic-related thing. I'm the traffic guy, so I, I, I often have a little bit of a microscope on uh, traffic. Uh, in Here in Nevada, last year we had eight road fatalities. This year we have 48. So, guys... That is 40 more in the same time span. So, guys, please drive safe out there. Watch the road. And then, of course, when you're crossing the street, be sure to uh, cross at opportune times. Do not expect cars to stop for you when you're crossing. And um, just, I mean, be safe out there. That's that's just not – that is a really awful um, statistic. And I'm talking – all of the state of Nevada, but a majority of those being right up here in Washoe County. And then, of course, unsurprisingly, down in Clark as well. So drive safe out safe out there if you're walking out and about. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're in Nevada. It doesn't matter if you're in Arizona or Texas or wherever. Just walk safe and drive safe out there. And that's all I got for you guys today. And I'm going to do the social media real quick. Follow Brad Polonsky at Pal in the Sky on Reddit and Twitter. Follow Matt at Raph Out Loud everywhere but mostly twitter and uh and um reddit uh, follow me just just look up john mack so it's a pretty unique name on instagram on facebook uh on twitter i'm a pretty friendly guy i expect most of everyone of course unless you're one of those single ladies who's looking for a good time uh aka spam and then <laughs> of course guys follow 1868 weekly on YouTube, follow 1868 Weekly on Twitter and on Facebook. And then, uh, I mean, 
yeah, hit that subscribe button right here on YouTube. Uh, Luke did. So shout out to Luke. Thank you for doing that, Luke. Uh, you guys get notifications for when we go live. Super, super handy. Let's get out of here, Brad. What is that thing that we say at the end of every episode? Yeah. So as always, guys, uh, seriously, this episode uh, so far, it, we have a lot of people who predicted uh, this game. Uh, thanks a lot of you guys for joining us tonight huge um, thank you we have a lot of fun doing this it's a lot of fun talking with you guys about this sport we care so much about uh and this team that we care even more about um as always in eon we trust yes. and, and vamos, vamos Azules! Azules! we will see all of you guys on saturday bye everybody 1868 weekly is part of the beautiful game network Check out the BGN for all kinds of other soccer podcasts, including the USL show and the Orange and Black Soccer cast. Give BGN a follow on Twitter at the BGNFM.